Welcome to the Launchbox Podcast. I'm Anjali, and I can't wait for you to get to know plant-based kitchens from around the globe. Every episode will unpack inspiring stories and delicious menus of spots that are guaranteed to be your next food experience. Ever wondered what a marriage between arts and plant-based kitchen could look like? Today's episode will bring us to an inspiring story of Arts Escape Studios and Cafe. Welcome, Melanie Dawn, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. You have started this studio and cafe. Tell us who you are and where you're from. Well, I'm originally from Canada, from Newfoundland, Labrador. This summer actually marks 10 years that I've been living in Denmark. Before I moved to Denmark, actually, I had a studio in St. John's where I was living. And uh, I was teaching regular cl- regular classes five days a week, two classes a day. Uh, so I was quite busy with art, and I was also doing some programming for the Boys and Girls Club, fine arts programs, future chef programs. Uh, and before I decided to kind of jump into art full time, I um, kind of was simultaneously working as a chef side by side. So for years, I've kind of done both and always kind of integrating them in some way. After moving to Denmark and working as a chef here for six years, after having my daughter, I decided to not go back into the kitchen and that I wanted to grow my own business and community, which is where the studio comes into play. Off the record, we had a lot of conversation around why you came here to Denmark and what you're doing right now. I'd just like to bring us back when you first decided to launch Arts Escape. This started after, well, it kind of came, I mean, it came out of so many things. Like uh, it was shortly after my stepfather was killed in an accident. I came back to Denmark. I was uh, working as a chef and it just really wasn't what I wanted to do. And uh, so I quit my job. I think there was a lot of, uh, I was quite shocked still. There was a lot of change at that time and I quit my job and I got a job working as the executive chef at the comedy zoo. I mean, while it was a lot of work, of course, uh, it actually allowed me a little bit of freedom in that I could make my own schedule. And I had time to really think about what I wanted to do. So uh, that was in 2016. I decided that uh, with some inspiration from a friend of mine, Michelle, who's brilliant, she kind of asked me, you know, what was I, why was I hesitating? Why wouldn't I just jump and do it? And Really, I mean, it was because it was so foreign, like it was so literally foreign being in Denmark and trying to start a a business. But I decided to start off with my first art retreat, uh, which I had been doing in Canada. So it it wasn't a new concept to me, but doing it in Denmark was quite new. So in 2016, I advertised that I was going to have Art Escape Denmark, where people could come to Denmark. I would teach them for a week how to paint uh, plein air paintings, and they would stay with me in Denmark and... um, so it kind of it kind of started from there, and I have such a beautiful uh, audience back home in Newfoundland that it really took no time for it to fill up. And so I had a lot of my old students that I had been teaching uh, for years back home in St. John's, combined with some Danish people coming in from Jutland, and uh, and we rented this beautiful B and B. Uh, in Verluza, and we had this amazing retreat. Uh, it was a year later, so that started in 2016. The retreat actually wasn't until May of 2017. So during that year, I promoted Art Escape. My husband helped me put up a very quick uh, website so we could get things rolling. 
And also during that year, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So I was actually six months pregnant when we did the first retreat. Um, and then of course she was born and, uh, and then I had, you know, I was taking a year for on Barcel. And then kind of during that year, it just became more and more clear to me that that's really what I wanted to do. And uh, I had a friend, again, another friend of mine working in business, just kind of brainstorm with me one night, like, what do I want to do? What would make me happy? And I just thought, you know, I would really love to have this art cafe where I could teach people how to paint and they could come in and have good food and coffee and, you know, it would create its own little community of people that could access it. And so I started to build that. My daughter was finally a year old. She was gone to, um, to, uh, uh, Vogelstuhl or daycare. And, uh, and I started to write a business plan for this art cafe that I wanted to open. And I was kind of knocking on every door to get help for this. And then I found out I was pregnant with my son. So that kind of put a kink in that plan. You know, it's kind of difficult to have a cafe with uh, two little kids and being pregnant. So I thought, you know what, let's just move on to, to plan B. And I think that that was kind of the most integral part of getting this done, like starting this. I don't think if if I didn't do that, I don't think I would have made the jump into it. I finally found this uh, wonderful little studio called Red Door. It was just this kind of dark room in a basement, but with beautiful artists in it that were just so important in how I kind of moved forward. They didn't have a lot of space, and uh, but they were really giving to the idea of me growing it into something different than what it was. And so from that space, I started teaching again and teaching painting again. And honestly, it just grew like I started in March. At that time, I was around four and a half months pregnant with Axel. And by June, I had 20 students. And so it just grew so quickly. And I mean, the room is like, you know, three meters by three meters. Like, it's just not big. It's not a big space. So then I was teaching three or four nights. It started off with one and then, I, no, then I went to three, uh, two nights and then three nights. And then I thought, okay, we really need to grow. And um, so we, I found a bigger space and then formulated the collective first. So I kind of built the business a little bit backwards from what I had planned, really. I started at the end and kind of came forward to the beginning which was what the original plan was. But at the time, that was really all I could do. Um, it was really difficult with Axel and the kids and kind of this idea of a cafe and not really having the capital to put behind it or the time really to give it what it needed. Like, you know, yourself owning a cafe, a restaurant. I mean, it's it's full on, you know, and uh, I just didn't have that time, but I could formulate a studio and I could create this uh community for myself that I could be in and paint and, and develop creativity and continue at least on that path, always with the idea of an art cafe in the background. Such a strong and fast growth all the way from St. John's to Copenhagen, being pregnant and then having another pregnancy, moving from a three by three meter room to having 20 students to where you are right now. It's been a really quick growth. But I will tell you that doesn't come without sacrifice. It means a lot of nights, a lot of nights away from my family, uh, a lot of work just to get where we are. I mean, we've grown really fast in two years. We really have. And I would like to see, I think um, 
I'm a little bit impatient as well. Like I would like to see the growth come more. I, I want more, you know, I want it to be more successful. And um, I really want to see that kind of final plan in play, but I also understand that it takes time. I mean, we, I say we, but really it's just me kind of working behind the scenes, but now I'm starting to get a pretty solid team that are also there with me. So starting the collective and formulating, I mean, I had no network. I didn't know anybody. I I was working for a company called Art and Sips Teaching in the City, and I managed to meet some artists, artists through that company. And from that, I was able to kind of get an audience for this collective and develop this idea. And once I had a solid vision for how I could move forward and afford a space and have a community of artists, then it became quite clear how I could get started. You know, the some of the women that started with me in the collective in 2019 are still with me today. And I think they, you know, I think they may have thought I was a little crazy. I just kind of went in and said, here's my idea. This is what I want to do. You have to trust me with your money. I'm going to invest it here. And this is what I'm going to build. And I mean, thank God they did. Uh, they, they all did very kind of open-heartedly said, okay, let's do it. And, um, you know, I just spent a lot of time building this studio and building this concept. And once they were in and once they seen kind of, okay, yeah, she did do it. Then it was very easy for us to move forward as a team, I think, because we didn't know each other. And uh, that's really where the start of the cafe comes from in that space. Not only could they sense you being an entrepreneur, but they've seen you from start. And maybe it's what you did or the strategy that now we can see is working. And what you're actually doing is building a community. It turned out to be a really special and still is, continues to be a very special project. Uh, it's grown into much more than I could have ever imagined, really. And the community that has built around it, I mean, that has become the foundation of what we do is community building. It's a space for advocacy for female creatives. It provides healthy, good food, nourishing food, comfort food uh, for people to be able to come in. Because I think being creative also puts you in a very vulnerable situation. Having this kind of vibe or atmosphere at the cafe that's very homey and comforting and filling um, both emotionally and spiritually, but also for your belly. Um, I think I think that lends it a, a hand to people feeling very safe when they come in and that they can explore their idea of creativity in that atmosphere without feeling judged or, yeah, like it can be empty. Like I think they feel the support when they come in. You are building such a strong structure and framework for the entrepreneurs and creatives to thrive and of course for regular people to learn arts yeah that's yeah that's the point it's really what I that's really what I wanted and when I uh, think back about the business plan that I wrote of course writing a business plan can be quite technical and you think about you know kind of every aspect except for the heart of the business I think because you're so focused on the structure of how it's going to work and then I think by starting it backwards, I actually focused on the heart of it more than the structure. And that just kind of came naturally as we built it. Yeah, because you could get drowned in the information, many parts of the business that you have to fill in and the financial and economic bottom line side of things. And you are creating a bottom line where you are having this community that you're empowering women 
it's such a powerful message. I can only imagine people coming to your community and feeling the support and sensing that welcome, welcoming atmosphere. Thank you. Um, I, I think so. I think, I think it has, I think it's successful. I feel like it's successful. So I hope that that's true. But I mean, we get a lot of feedback, um, especially from the women that access the space on a regular basis, and it's always positive. And they're always really happy to be there. Um, and they're really happy to take part in the projects. Um, and I'm, I mean, I am actually quite organized. So they can see the vision that I have for every year and how that's going to move forward and what that means for them. So I try and have the entire year planned out. And of course, we have a lot of pop-ups and events that kind of come in between because we do so much. But they can see what kind of impact it's going to have on their career long before we get there. And I think that makes a big difference because they can also uh, join in that vision and see how it helps develop things for them. As an entrepreneur and an artist, you have skill sets that are hard and needed to run a company. Yeah, I think that my drive comes from years of working in the kitchen. It's discipline. It's really about discipline. And I, I can... I can say like that, you know, my work ethic is derivative of that. Definitely. I don't know anybody that works as hard as chefs. I mean, they just really put their all into everything. And I think I watched that for so long in my life. And I love, I think I've always been an entrepreneur. Honestly, I had my first job when I was 11 and uh, I don't think I've looked back since. So uh, it's always been kind of my dream to invent kind of new ways to make money and, um, generate income. And the cafe is a direct reflection of that. And I mean, our cafe is such a small part of what Artscape Studios is, but a very important part because when people access the space, when people come to the cafe and they either come in for food and or drinks or they come in to do what we call art cafe, which is an order from our art menu. So you can actually order uh, a sandwich with a side of acrylic painting or acrylic painting with a side sandwich, whatever you like. I think when people access that, when they come in and support that, they actually support all of the other projects that we have going. And they also give room for Artscape Studios to be able to create community projects for free. The cafe is not, it's, I don't know how to say that, but I mean, it's not like, you know, a huge money maker. That's not what it's there for. It's, it's, it's there to help nourish the community and what we can put out to the community when it's successful. So our hope is like, well, my hope is that the cafe section, this food, this food that we're creating and experimenting with grows. And uh, if we can grow that section, then so can our reach. Our reach in the community can grow. We can offer free events. We can do more things. We can help more female creatives. Uh, we can expand that. I mean, it's not exclusively women. We have men that access our cafe and our classes and our resources and as well, but that's always just been our focal point, really. How is the cafe right now? I see that you have a brunch menu. Yes, we do. Yeah. So right now we are open from nine to six every day, but we take our last reservation at four o'clock uh, because we are booked in the evenings um, until July. So uh, our schedule is all based around our art school semester because in the evenings we're teaching classes. So we work on a 10-week semester. So our cafe kind of follows that rhythm as well. So right now we just changed to a summer menu. So we have uh, brought back our beautiful smoothies. We brought back, um, we have a vegan oat 
joy bowl smoothie bowl this actual menu is the first time that 98 percent of the menu is vegan as well so we've always had vegetarian and vegan but i decided to let's just go for it and see what we can come up with uh, the only thing on the menu right now is that we have a vegetarian option for our toast and we have creme brulee but i'm sorry i just love creme brulee and so it's the only real a vegetarian item on the menu it's not vegan but we have this we make our own granola and we have this really beautiful granola stacked sundae with homemade raspberry coolie fresh berries pickled uh what are they called ground cherries uh, i know the the danish term is uh ananas kiesebeer yeah so we have those pickled and we do that ourselves and then we have and we and we layer it so our own granola the coolies the pickled uh, berries the fresh berries yogurts all vegan we have a wrap uh, which is a house staple so it's it's quite lovely and now we've added uh for the summer we've added these beautiful fruit pizzas which people seem to really really like and uh, a burger and we have fresh to order apple pie so when you order apple pie we make you a fresh pie just for you right on the spot well I love apple pie. That's my favorite. And it comes with salted caramel ice cream and homemade vegan caramel sauce. And of course, the apple pie itself is vegan. And then we also have a beautiful chocolate cake that comes with chocolate ganache and caramel and the raspberry coulis as well. So this food sounds to me so delicious and yummy and something that we actually don't see very often in Copenhagen. No, I don't. I feel like people that do come in and have our food. I mean, I'm so thankful uh, that we have gotten like only four and five star reviews. And actually, I mean, we've never we haven't really had any complaints or anything like people who come to the cafe are very happy and the people who are not vegan that come to the cafe are always delightfully surprised They're like i can't believe this is vegan um we just did a catering for a group out in the garden uh this weekend none of which were vegan but the guy had had um, uh, our food at a previous function a couple of weeks prior and he just came to me and said you know i have this uh, dinner Will your cafe cater it for me? I want the same thing that you made at this other event because it was so lovely. I was like, yeah, absolutely no problem. So what did you make for them? They started off with um, a mixed green salad where we had our own uh, like our own uh, chia seed and raspberry vinaigrette with it was a melon based salad with fresh herbs and greens, pickled onions trying to remember everything that was in it. It was really nice and fresh thyme. And then they had, I mean, I was actually going to put this soup on the new menu and then just decided against it in the end, but I cooked it for a, a dinner. And it's a creamy chickpea soup made with uh, fresh lemons and lemon zest and spinach. And it's so beautiful because it, even though it's soup and it's hot, of course, in the summer, but it, this lemon just brings this beautiful flavor to it. And then we put roasted lemons, uh, scorched roasted lemons, like caramelized down on the top with fresh herbs with a tarragon. And then they had our chocolate cake for dessert. Yeah, with fresh chocolate ganache. So uh, they just loved it. Yeah, so I was really happy to be able to do that. So right now what we're aiming for is to get more foot traffic into the actual cafe for vegan food. I think because we started as a studio, I think sometimes people misunderstand a little bit about what we are. And so now we're focusing, we have a new website coming 
should be finished. I feel like I've been saying this for the entirety of this year, but I promise you it should be finished this week or next week. Um, and I think it'll be a little bit easier to see and to navigate. It's way more intuitive. It's really beautiful. And I think it will become a little bit more clear for our audience what it is we're doing and how you can access what we're doing. But I mean, ultimately, we are a cafe. We are a gallery. We are a studio, an art studio. And we are an advocacy for female creatives and creatives in general. Wow. What's the inspiration behind a food? International fusion, for sure, uh, definitely has elements of Canada there. Like, uh, for instance, one of the new menu items, this is actually a huge seller for us. Uh, it's a spicy hummus tartine, and it's uh, it comes with a fresh arugula base with this garlic oil, toasted walnut toast with vegan butter, vegan hummus on top, fresh sliced tomatoes with cracked pepper and sea salt, and then it has chopped tarragon on top, an Asian chili, nut chili. And it is so beautiful. Like it is, I can't stop eating it. I'm not even joking. It's so good. And it was inspired by a friend of mine from Newfoundland who was here. And we were hungry one day and we were doing some work and we were just throwing stuff together. And we got, oh my God, this tastes amazing. Let's make this. And um, And so it's a little bit of everything really, but honestly, I mean, I'm fascinated with vegan food and I'm not vegan. We've discussed this before. I actually come from an island that is very rich in culture with hunting and fishing and, you know, but actually I'm finding, because I don't like to substitute things. I'm not substituting tofu with the exception of our brunch, of course, but I like to try and find food that we can make that's with fresh ingredients and, uh, and see how, how that goes. So really, it's just a little bit of everything. As I'm researching things and looking up vegan recipes, I'm thinking about what we have and what, what's possible for us in the space that we have. And then sometimes the recipe needs to be altered or I'll fool around with it and try some different flavoring and see, hmm, how can this work? And then sometimes I look back to Newfoundland and say, hmm, if I was in Newfoundland, how could I, how could I do this? We had a vegan Newfoundland pudding on the menu for the winter which was actually quite nice, Newfoundland bread pudding with caramel rum sauce. And uh, yeah, and the, the pudding had like um, blueberries and stuff in it. So, so sometimes I'm looking back a little bit to home and thinking, how can I alter this recipe and make it vegan? Sometimes it's a terrible fail. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. <laughs> I think that was a really bad idea. And then sometimes, you know, I'm just looking for foods that would make me feel comfortable like and that's not just sauteed vegetables or just this or that like I really wanted to be something fun and interesting which brings me to the brunch actually I have a lot of vegans that access our space we've had many vegans that have worked at, at Artscape Studios and then a lot of students who are vegan and the most consistent thing I hear is there's nowhere to go for brunch and there are brunch places, of course, and there are places that are serving avocado and fried vegetables and yada yada for brunch. But there's very few home cooked English breakfast style brunches. And I'm like, you know what, I can definitely whip that up. It's one of my favorite things. And so now we have this kind of all around English breakfast where we do fried sausages, baked beans, um, scrambled tofu for egg. Um, fresh tomatoes with, um, we were doing a Dijonese, but we just changed it to a sambal uh, aioli, which is really nice. 
and spicy for the summer. And it also has fresh fruit and the yogurt and muesli and uh, hash browns and toast. So it's really like a full plate of uh, really like, it's like the hangover breakfast for vegans. Because it's driven on Saturday. Yes, it's really nice. And actually in August, because usually I teach on Sundays in August, but I'm taking a little break. And so uh, coming up in August, we're going to do brunch on Sundays as well. That would just be a good step for you because then people could look forward to both Saturdays and Sundays, right? Yeah. So I really hope that it's going to fly. I mean, we've had really great reviews with the brunch. I'm really happy with it so far. So now we, again, it's just down to foot traffic and marketing, you know, and getting people in through the door. And I think it's about opening up uh, the minds of our audience and the people who are next to us so they can see that we're not just an art studio. We don't just do classes, that we have these really beautiful food that you can come in and have no matter what. You don't need a reservation, though we encourage it just because sometimes we have a lot of events and stuff. Yeah, the more we move forward with marketing, I think, uh, hopefully, I hope that people will start coming. But you are definitely right with a hole in a market where English breakfast is sort of missing. I've seen the menu way before when we first met and I told you how I was super excited to try it. Yeah, I think uh, so far so good. I mean, I think people really enjoy it. And we're getting more and more people come back for it, which is which is great. And we can see Saturdays are picking up. It would be nice if we were full all day, but I think that it'll come with time, with more things like this and conversations surrounding it and people knowing that they don't have to just come for art. They can actually come just to get some good food. And the location is not, it's, it's possible to, for people to find it. Yeah, we're right in, the bus stop is right in front. The 1A stops there. The metro is, uh, I think, 300 meters up the street. So it's uh, it's quite, and then, of course, we're right across from the hospital, and there's so much foot traffic back and forth, so now it's getting people in through the door. Yeah, and what would you say is the biggest challenge currently? My biggest challenge right now is staffing, is finding staff that can work and that are flexible and that can fill the hours because the cafe is such a special place. It really is. It's not like a usual cafe that you just come in and eat and you leave. There's so much connection there, you know, between the artists that are there 24 seven, basically they have access to it 24 seven to the community that come in. I mean, some people come just because they want a friendly face or a friendly person to talk to. And that really is our mission is to serve people with that at the forefront of what we're doing every day. Welcome people in, ask how you can how, how we can help them and what we can do to make their day a little bit better. So whether that's helping them up the stairs or giving them a hand out by the door with something or serving them a cup of coffee, it's really important for me that we maintain that vibe in the cafe. And it's the one thing that is very consistent when people talk about their visit with us is how friendly and how welcoming it is. And it's important to me that when we find staff to work at the cafe, that they share in that and that it's something that they're proud of. And the problem is, is that, you know, there's only a, a limited number of hours that we have. And of course, uh, like we can offer part-time work, we only really need one full-time person. But if that person gets sick, then we need someone that can cover for it. And it's trying to find people that only work part-time to commit to such a large idea, I think. And so I think if there's anything that is the most challenging thing that I have right now, even over marketing, it would definitely be 
finding the right staff. And we have had some really brilliant staff over the last year, truly. We've had some great staff members, but then, of course, they all have their own dreams and things that they want to do. And, uh, and you know, they stay for as long as they can and they are committed to it. Some have come back and have gone again and come back again, you know, um, because they're working also on their own passion projects, which you also you have to accept and understand it. So I wish I could just find the people that really want to stick around and, and share in this vision. But I also know that that's probably going to be a lifetime struggle. We are on the same boat, finding the right people. And that's not like there are no applicants or people coming in, but we need people who can carry the values and can translate those values when we are serving customers. I think a lot of maybe some of the struggle with this is that we are coming out post-COVID and people have spent the last two years plus, two plus years, really contemplating what they want out of their life. And so I think people struggle very much with, okay, I need money to live, but I really want to do this. And so I need to find a job, which they do. And then, of course, they come and apply to cafes, restaurants, and so on. And then the other thing that has been nagging at them, the thing that they really want to do comes up. And then, of course, they jump on the opportunity because I think one thing that COVID has taught us is that, you know, we have such a short period of time and uh, and we really need to make the best of what we're going to do with that time. And I think understanding where you want to put your energy can be difficult. And I think that's where the conflict with people comes into play. Like it's hard to devote yourself to a part time job if it's not really what you want to do. Exactly. And we support that people are pursuing their passions, their dreams, but it's the reality in the food industry where people play half of the success story or even more. Yeah, that's that's the hard part is that you need the people, you need them to committed to your own vision to get it to work really well. And um, Copenhagen, I found in the last 10 years that I've been here is a very transitional city. People come in and they come out just as fast as they come in. And a lot of people are here to travel. A lot of people are here to study. And so their period of time that they spend here is not committed. Um, and then if you and that's I think my with my experience, it's been mostly in the international community. However, then if you get into the Danish community, you have people that are looking for lifetime careers. So it's also then very difficult to get them to commit to a job working in a cafe or a restaurant unless that's really where they want to be. My aspiration for Artscape Studios is that when we find the right person that they're interested in growing with the studio. Because as I said, the cafe is such a small place and a space that that takes up, you know, room in the studio and that uh this year, actually since the last time we spoke, we have actually had some really big developments. We signed an associated partnership with Erasmus Plus, and we are entrepreneurs and kicked off a 12-week program for female creatives uh, to get them to develop their brand and access the international market within Europe. We're in the last final weeks of the, that. We have three weeks left. And we signed a contract with WAFA, which is the Water, Air, and Food Awards, which is a global humanitarian effort to honor people creating sustainable resources in clean air and water and food and also climate change. And this is in addition to arts or food coming to play as well? It's a little bit of both. It's going to depend on the event. But with the WISE program, we and the we are entrepreneurs in Erasmus, 
we are a facilitator. So we're facilitating this program. I'm also teaching in this program. And we are highlighting women and providing them with an international opportunity to exhibit their work, but also building connections within the Danish creative community. With WAFA right now, we're doing another exhibition. So all of the artists that work with Artscape Studios will be creating their own work that will be highlighted at the global annual exhibition. So it's been a lot. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, these past few months, things have gotten really crazy and busy, and we have a lot more things signed up for for the fall. So we've we've already grown this year, which is really nice. Much more than the last time we talked. And when we spoke last time, we were talking about this being a bigger dream, this being larger than what it is right now. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> And, and- I know, I know. I, when we were talking last, I think I even said to you, you know, I want to do larger projects with a bigger impact. And I remember writing it in our annual report for last year when we had our collective year end. And I said to the girls, like, you know, 2020, we focused on just opening and just existing because of Corona. And 2021, we focused on developing our brand and creating Um, classes and workshops and opportunities for you. And we sold 58 pieces of original art that year for the for the artists. And that was the focus. But now 2022, let's focus on larger projects with a bigger impact. And before we even got out of the gate running, we had these three contracts. It's been, yeah, it's been really crazy. But I think, you know, it was just, um, it was a good manifestation, I think. Yeah. And you're a strong woman with a very clear vision and entrepreneurial spirit. And you have a community that journeys with you. Amazing. It's very, I'm very fortunate, actually. I'm very lucky. What is it that keeps you going? Honestly, you know what? I've spent the last six months thinking about that. Honestly, I have. And trying to understand where my passion lies and what my story is, actually. And one of the conclusions I came to is actually, I really enjoy seeing other people succeed. Watching the girls grow as artists and knowing that I had a hand in helping their career move forward and watching them be very proud of what they do is really what motivates me. The more that we do together, the clearer that actually becomes. So knowing that I'm creating this community and, and helping build this And helping people move forward is, yeah, it's where it stems from. Yeah, it's been a great year so far. I'm really looking forward to the the next half. Yeah, we're just half into the year and we are already hearing you starting a brunch menu and talking about the larger projects and bigger impact. And here you are talking about how you have signed these three big tickets. Such an honor to be here with you. Thank you very, very much. Where could people find you? So our new website is coming and it's just uh, www.artescapestudios.dk. But for right now, I think the best avenue, because we're in this transitional phase, is to find us on Instagram. And that's at artescapestudioscph. And it's our same handle for Facebook. But Instagram uh, has a link tree uh, in our bio that will link you to all events and workshops that are happening right now while we're in this transitional phase with our webpage. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melanie, as always. I look forward to seeing you again soon, I hope. Same here. And try the brunch menu. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for tonight. <laughs>